Good afternoon, everybody. Well, we are back once again, and today we are here to talk about learning at JSID. So we begin, first of all, by welcoming all of you. I hope you all are doing well. Uh, it seems better. The weather is still keeping up with us. And today we have uh, a session on JSID. How do we teach at JS Institute of Design? You'll also get to know what all you will be learning at JS Institute of Design and some more details about the pedagogy at JSID on interior design program. So my name is Nan Xiao. I'm the academic advisor at JSID. I have many years of experience, more than two decades of experience in design education. And previous to that, and I've been also doing design practice, but let me tell you what, has, what we have planned for JSID is really, really unique. And we are going to expose the teaching methods as we go along. But in the meantime, may I introduce you to Lily Tandon. Uh, Lily Tandon is a faculty of uh, JSID, and I'm going to ask, invite her to speak about herself. So, Lily. Yeah. Hi, everyone. My name is Lily Tandon. I am a course coordinator and faculty at JSID, and uh, I am a graduate of TVB School of Habitat Studies from the batch of 2009. Uh, I have been uh, working in the field of architecture interior for uh, Eight years, I worked in uh, firms like ARPOP, JP, Urbanscape Architects. And uh, last two years, uh, around two and a half years, I've been into academics. I've been teaching at Delhi School of Architecture and Design and many colleges to the likes of it. So before we begin, uh, let me remind you all, those who are attending our webinars in the past and those who are coming here for the first time, that if you have any questions, please feel free to go on to the question and answer and type in your questions. We will take your questions at the end of the session. Um, and if whatever many numbers that you may have, if not able to answer them in this session, we, we are getting in touch with you following that. So we are there to answer your questions today also. Let me give you a little background to the genesis of the JS Institute of Design. It was of course started by JS Studio, which is a chain of fine furnishing fabrics that you can, you can see from the visuals over here. In fact, this has been the uh, chain which has been pioneer in bringing the finest of the furnishing fabrics to the public uh, in, all, in all aspects of the home furnishing, be it curtains, furnishings, carpets, cushion covers, and any aspect of the furnishing that may be required. It was founded in 1965 by Mr. Jagdish Khandiwal. And I could say that even so many decades ago, he really was the pioneer who, who thought such a uh, such, an, uh, 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 such shops are needed for designers to have access to the material that they use in their projects. Uh, these shops are, of course, 
uh, in Delhi, but they're also located in Kolkata and Ludhiana. Uh, you probably would find the Delhi shops uh, located in Lajpatnagar. And incidentally, I must also tell you that JSD, the School of Design is located above the JS stores. And if you're there to visit the stores, please do walk into the car and come and meet us. So the school, JSID, was started by two founders in partnership, uh, Mr. Jagdeesh Khandelwal and Dr. Pramatrat Sinha. Now, I already informed you about Jagdeesh Khandelwal. He's been the founder and the managing director of the Jagdeesh stores, the pioneer who brought in fine furnishings, home furnishings to our country, and has been the a uh, place where most designers go in to get their inspirations. They find their ideas over there. They go to look for new trends. And uh, what better place than these stores? So if you are there, you will find a whole community of designers looking out for new things. And there a lot of goes behind putting those fabrics together. You know, the, the kind, different, uh, different kinds of fabrics that are needed in a home. Uh, if you are interested, one day you should come in and find out how different fabrics are sourced from across the world. Some of them are, of course, repeated uh, again and again for every season. But the very aspect of putting together fabrics for the homes, the, the way they are visually merchandised, is quite a, uh, it's quite a talent by itself. And you could get such an exposure if you walk into the store. Uh, I, I also would like to introduce to you Pramad Rat Sinha who has been uh, the founder of the Ashoka University. Um, also before, prior to that, he was the founding dean of the Indian School of Business in Hyderabad. So Mr. Pramatrachana has, of course, many accolades to, um, to initiatives in the education field. Uh, he has more than 20 years of experience. So uh, a lot of the different methodologies of education, the different programs in education, for example, the Vedika uh, Initiative or uh, Anant Fellowship. Uh, these are all the uh, initiatives brought about by Dr. Raj Sinha. I'm going to give you a little background to uh, what, how this whole process was initiated. Uh, a thought process was put into place by the visionaries and the founders as to what is required in education in our country. There were many, many colleges and universities in design, which already were taking root in, in and around the metro cities. Um, but there was always a feedback from the industry, which had started emerging after the university, the UGC had, um, uh, had affiliated many of these programs resulting in students graduating with a degree in the design careers. And it was discovered that there has been a kind of a slight slackening of hands-on experience. Students were probably because of the redu reduction of the years and certain academic qualification requirements, there was some practical hands-on experience lacking in the students when they went into the industry for placements. As a result, um, the research by Ernst & Young uh, gave us the idea to look at short program after graduation where we could train these 
these graduating students or the graduating designers or people who are interested to come into the field with absolute hands-on technical information, understanding of the latest um, uh, technicalities or software applications that are being used in the industry and the ability to develop and solve problems that are required at the site. So that's the, uh, that's the whole process of the course, like the course that we are running at the college. And it's a one and a half year program with one year of intensive studio practice, classroom education, followed by half a year. That means six months internship with the industry. The program at this uh, JSID, it, it imbibes many quali qualities, such as the foremost being that it is going to be an immersive learning experience. Now, what do you mean by immersive learning? That means that there will be information, there will be teaching of fundamentals. There will be practice of these fundamentals in application. And it involves the student as well as the teacher who's guiding them to work along on projects and on learning together. That is why it is an immersive program. It requires the student to be able to apply it as they go along. The, at the same time, there is a recognition of the fact that a lot of creative graduates also need to have other professional experience to be successful in the industry. And that is the reason why we have built in uh, something called the uh, leader, Build and Lead program. The Build and Lead program is going to enable students to uh, understand communication required, the, the all aspects of business, such as negotiations, accounting, um, any other aspects of business which is really important to manage yourself in the professional world. It also is really the teaching at JSID is going to follow a contemporary pedagogical method of learning. Uh, there is, of course, teaching involved, but the student, as they keep on teaching or learning, are going to adjust to learning by themselves. And that becomes a major pedagogical method which has been implemented at GSID. The two main aspects to the course uh, in JSID, one is mainly concentrated on design, which is the core and build and lead. In the design program, uh, of course, besides the fundamentals which will be taught to you, you will also be undertaking four major the projects. The projects are in the area of residence, hospitality, retail, and corporate design, which means spaces being used for such purpose will be undertaken as projects while you are learning over there. The students are going to be undertaking these projects along with a mentor from the industry. The mentor from the industry becomes the studio head in the project comes and briefs the students, gets feedback to the students on the work that is being done and brings in the reality of the professional field uh, in the project. While our in-house faculty member, such as Lily Ma'am, and we, we have others as well, they are going to be the ones who are going to guide you as you go on learning. 
Now, the, the most interesting part of this project is we are going to have students at different levels in this project. For example, the student who has already started with a residency project moves on to the next project, which will be the retail project. The student who joins in for the retail project will remain at the basic level. And as a result, in the project of retail, we are going to have two levels of students, the basic designers and the students who are at the next level of the design. The kind of work, work being undertaken by them will be at different levels. So the stu basic student would be required to, let's say, undertake research and, and, and come up with the basic layout of the project, whereas the next level student would be expected to undertake uh, more advanced, complex tiling um, uh, solutions and come up with building, um, building service solutions, etc. I'm going to leave that to Lily, ma'am, to explain further and to give it, go in details. Let me just quickly let you know also in the build and lead, can I, can we go back, please? So in the build and lead um, modules, we are going to be learning about various marketing skills, which I think all of us as designers must understand whether we undertake, undertake that um, function later on or not. And we are also going to be looking at organizational functions, understanding commercial aspects of all of, of the projects and so forth. Uh, next, please. So I will like to tell you about the project-based learning. Now we are talking about four projects that will be covered in a period of 11 and a half months. These four projects, uh, for example, we'll be having four projects as ma'am already mentioned. Each project will be uh, covered in around three months. So uh, in, a, in this way, we'll be covering four projects in a course of 12 months. These projects will be starting, of course, uh, for right now, we'll be starting with a retail project in the month of June. All the uh, course modules and uh, all the uh, uh, you know, subjects that, will be, uh, that we will be covering in these uh, three months, they will help you accentuate the soft and hard elements that you will be using to bring out your retail project. For example, we will be doing visual merchandising. Now, visual merchandising is basically the art of representing your merchandise in a designer way. Uh, we'll be doing graphics and branding. Uh, graphics and branding are basically the way your graphics and uh, you know the branding of the whole store comes in. If I take a simple example, if you compare uh, the way products, you know, your merchandise and the graphics and branding are done in a Bata store, they are different from an Adidas store. So similarly, we'll uh, get you acquainted to understand and uh, get in touch with what exactly is a way a designer designs a retail space. So we'll be starting off with our uh, retail project in June batch. Uh, the same students will go on to the hospitality project when new students will join them. At this point of time, they will become senior designers as compared to the ones joining in. So it will be a studio uh, type learning. In a studio, you have a senior designer, you have a junior designer, and you will have interns. So similarly, the residence project, uh, which had already started off in, our, in the February, in the month of February, those students will become senior designers, the retail project students will become junior designers, and the one joining us in the hospitality project will be like interns. So similarly, you will be trained to, uh, to tackle how to uh, you know, be trained in a team. 
you will be handling your team building skills as well now i would like to tell you how uh, you will be uh, touching on the uh, course module could i have the next slide please um really one minute before we move on i yeah. just want to inform you all the participants who are here today that are admission still on the interviews are being carried out those of you who are interested to join us you're welcome to come and fill up the applications um and hope to meet you all soon yes for our june batch yes <laughs> so the yes so for our program module uh, the program module of course includes uh, design uh and uh, design uh, in design we'll teach you ergonomics space planning interior styling i'll just touch a little more upon that but before that i also want you all to know the softwares that we are covering it will be in 2d softwares we are covering autocad which is a vastly used uh, software in the field of architecture and interior we'll also be covering a, a software a 3d software called sketchup and you will be uh, learning how to uh, make them better and uh, get better at your rendering skills with the uh, plugin which is a vray uh, we'll be getting into the technical aspects with the help of understanding building construction materials and building services we'll also be touching about the management aspect of interiors by doing project management in in that we will touch upon work breakdown structure and we'll be also uh, you know concentrating on making estimates detailed estimates until and unless you do not submit a estimate how will you you know get a project and turn that into a real time project for yourself could i have the next slide please so yes freehand sketching this is going to be a module which you will be starting off in the first semester itself and this will be uh, continued till the end of your uh you know uh, the whole 11 month uh, learning uh in the freehand sketching you will be having a module which you will be made to understand and master uh from uh you know uh, to present an idea into a graphical form so that you can connect with the layman you can connect with the client when we go on to the orthographic projections next uh the orthographic projections are basically a method of projection in which an object is depicted using parallel lines to project or trace its outline onto a plane so basically you have horizontal plane which is a plan, uh, plan or a layout jaise hum uh, in you know in terms people say naksha uh, then you uh, project it onto vertical uh, plane which which are called uh, elevations and uh, sections and basically it is a way of representing a three dimensional object in two dimension so you can see here that we have examples of elevations and sections next so ergonomics ergonomics is a very important module that people tend to miss out but ergonomics are important and you will be considering ergonomics of each project when you begin it so uh, these are the basics and basically what is ergonomics it is basically the study of length width height of a furniture according to a standard human body size so you know like studying anthropometrics anthropometrics is basically the study of human form but you study uh, the uh, furniture according to the human anthropometrics so why do we study it basically uh every day on every day basis we perform an activity like cooking like working on a desk like uh, you know sleeping also 
the there are some postures that are required for a body if you get, get into an awkward posture your body goes through stress and you may also have some muscular musculoskeletal disorders so to avoid that we study the ergonomics and try to come into the exact uh, dimensional dimensional aspects and study the dimensions and get them into your furniture layouts when once you touch the furniture layouts and made them proper you will get into the circulation zoning uh, you will get, get into the circulation zones and you will start uh, carving out the circulation to make it proper so that people can access the spaces around them and when both these things combine the ergonomics and furniture layout then you come into the larger aspect and zoom out and have your space planning layouts which you work on next colors yes so colors are a very important uh, you know module that uh, we have all uh, we all know that color wheels is something that makes you understand what a color is but even more than that you get into understanding the color uh, schemes that come out of the color uh, rules that you have you have the analogous color schemes you have the uh, complementary color schemes monochromatic color schemes and um, the uh, the schematic triads so all these color scheme schemes you can apply on your interior compositions and make them beautiful the building construction materials is another module that we will cover in which you will uh, come across and understand observe understand and uh, you know apply the knowledge of a surface you'll get into materials like veneers laminates and the uh, structure behind it is made up of ply bwr ply that is used in kitchen you have the wpc ply you have the uh, different kinds of uh, foam boards then there are polishes uh, many of you must not be knowing about pu polishes that uh, come on your surface to protect it and even to ma make it look more glossier and interesting you have a lot of kind lot of kind of paints uh there are glass there are different kinds of glass that we we'll study etching glass other glasses colored glasses so yes uh flooring materials also we can delve into a lot of materials and all these materials you have to know the knowledge you have to know them so that you can uh, play with them and create a beautiful composition in your interiors so there lily ma'am has explained a lot of things that you will be learning but more than that i think for you guys it is important that you have to amalgamate all this learning and apply it to a particular brief whether you design a residence which is uh, an interior personal interior or is it a public space it could be hospitality now to to help all of us along with what's happening in the industry we have a panel of advisory members uh, all of them are well known brands by themselves but these are also the experts who have who are specifically known for the kind of work that they have done you can see four of them over here and we have many others who are still who whom we haven't put in because it's a large panel uh, but here you can see mr akshat bhat from architecture discipline he's been very well known for the made in india pavilion which he had helped to design when made in india was campaign was on uh, he's also been uh, talked about for a lot of sustainable projects uh, there's ms anjali goel of la sorojika 
she's been very well known for uh, mainly doing residences and hospitality projects many of them in the gulf region but very high end and luxury interiors on your right we have madhav raman who is uh, also an architect uh, his his company is called anagram architects uh, again very well known for his sustainable projects uh, more as a thinker you know he's really his projects are uh, quite a, are quite a sight to see because his projects take off on a visual idea and then and and emerges and from that emerges a lot of visual detailing and if you have a chance to go and look up their websites you'll see how they have been not only thinking through the projects but they have been setting trends with the kind of work that they are doing and of, and we also have koelika kohli as from kitu india as on our advisory panel the the college also has invited uh, many very uh, experts who are part of our faculty members and you will have different faculty members uh, at least in the projects when the projects are going on industry members depending on uh, what expertise they have they will be coming in at that time so for example at the moment we, on the personal residence projects we have uh, minakshi goel um, from mobile grace and in the next project we are having another interior person who will be coming in as the industry mentor but many of these teachers would be teaching you basic elementary subjects mr mohesh bhose would be handling your furnishings fabrics and furnishings mr manu manshit will be deal, uh, dealing with the visual merchandising uh, learning jyoti thapa would be dealing with the branding of uh, branding in the interior spaces we also have saurav goswami who is a communication expert and i think he is going to be uh, training you to how to present yourself how to articulate your ideas and how to make presentations ultimately then we have also mr chandrashekhar beda who is the color expert so in in almost in almost all different terms and different projects we would have uh, teachers coming in at different times so let's begin with understanding the learning at jsid so let's imagine that this is a space your client has given you it is a living room that he wants to renovate by just replacing this uh, blue couch this left uh, this couch on the left so could we have the question please So let's do a little activity. We'll so ask you a question. Everybody can join in. Oh, this is wonderful. Okay. Uh, so Lily, can I just go ahead? Okay. Yeah. So, please. So, which of the furniture pieces would you use to replace the one one seater sofa on the left of the previous image? So you were shown an image, and there's a one seater on the left. you need to remove it and replace it with one of these make your choice and let's see what lily has to say so meanwhile you can notice the okay. chairs that are there you can also notice lily i think the material i hope the material does not um make them think differently yes it, it certainly does it certainly does the Fabric on the 
a complete leather one you yes. also have a furniture with a combination of velvet and silk yes so definitely so all these things do matter ma'am because the temperature of the material is also something wow so oh, you wow. can already see the answer there you are lily oh yes uh, so yes uh, mostly the students have voted nordic style 57% but for the ones who have voted the other one uh, i will tell you why and why not so okay. can we have the next slide so the first option is one that we most probably don't go for because firstly it is a victorian style chair it has a lot of carving on its legs and also back the material is silk and velvet now if you look at the image it is a uh, quite a modern and a minimal uh, you know style it also has sleek lines in it and uh, putting something like a victorian style chair in this setup will make it an iso more than a comfortable and uh, comfortable element in this composition can we go on to the next slide okay so about the rustic style chair of course firstly it is a rustic style and it the patina only it uh, suggests something uh, alien to the image that we already have also let's talk about the armrest the height of the armrest in this chair is very high it cuts off the person sitting on this chair from the other people sitting on the uh, other chairs other other furniture so i would most probably not go for this furniture as well so yes it makes this uh, chair the nordic and minimal style uh, style chair the most apt option to choose from all the other options because yes it is a minimal and uh, minimal chair and it fits in very well with the modern look it connects the user to the whole space and the color adds a pop of freshness in this neutral look so we can already see that many participants are quite don't into the choices so let's see yes. about the slides yes okay this question uh, yes for the ones who are not uh, they can definitely come and join us at jsid no problem uh, so <laughs> okay, yes so uh, talking colors i would like to talk so uh, i'm sure when i uh, you know talked about a little pop of color at the end of the last question you must be thinking that why you know so yes let's talk about colors so uh, for any composition uh, there is a rule and it is called 60 30 10 rule now according to this rule the main color or the dominant color should be around 60% of the whole composition so for example in this image we can see that the gray color along with the color on the wall and the uh, uh, sofa it adds on to this uh, you know it adds on to a large amount that is around 60% the th the next uh, part is that for 60% then it should be the main or dominant color 30% should be a secondary color okay so the 30% of the composition should be a secondary color in this image it is the yellow the yellow mustard rug and 10% should be an accent color it should be a pop of color so uh, in this image it's the blue blue soap so depending on this let me ask you a question so which color would you prefer for the nordic chair out of the colors given below so i'm talking about the same interior image that we have given you so let's uh, know what your what's going on in your mind 
So we are going to find out who is going to be the more conservative ones, who are going to be real bold, and who are going to be just right. As far yes. as I think, all three of them are right. Is it so? So let's see. We'll find out. Okay. Here's okay. the answer. Once again. Okay. Wow. <laughs> so, of course, um, blue is an option, of course. Now, this was a little tricky question that we gave you. Uh, many of them have also said yellow 38% and blue is 40, 48%. Now, I would not deny the choice of yellow. Uh, could we go on to the next slide? So in the image, we saw that uh, if we add, uh, you know, why wouldn't the white chair go? Now, we already have a very dominant neutral palette. And adding something like white or gray into this, uh, you know, composition would make it look very boring. And uh, I would most probably, if I go according to the color wheel combination in which it says use complementary colors, complementary colors are the colors that are opposite on the wheel. Okay, so here, if you have a yellow mustard uh, rug on the uh, floor, uh, you would take a complementary color that is blue. And uh, that would be uh, the chair that most people have chosen, 48%. Now, also, 38% uh, have chosen yellow. I would not uh, say that it's the wrong choice. Why? Because uh, then you're opting for a monochromatic uh, uh, color scheme. Yeah, it goes with your uh, mustard colored uh, rug. But to uh, make that uh, more balanced, you would like to add some pop of colors. Remember the 60-30-10 rule? So you would like to add some pop of blue colored cushions on the couch. Okay. So the blue is the 10% next Yeah. Yeah. So the 10, it's the 10% I just want Next to make a question point is, here. I would like you to notice this uh, uh, image. The next one. So please notice this image. Me and ma'am is going to ask you a question on this. Okay, before I begin this question, I just wanted to point out to all the participants over here that many times, many of us innately or in our own, in our, you know, without understanding why we choose the colors properly like many of you did. Probably you don't know why you chose it, but you know that goes correct. You know, you know that blue will go very well in that environment. And this is something I think a formal education is going to make you aware of. When you, when you know you are doing it unconsciously or subconsciously without knowing it correctly, this training is going to help you start understanding why a blue will go better in this environment and why the next choice which is yellow can it go can the yellow go in as well so when you are able to consciously know the decision about whether it should be a blue or whether it should be a yellow and the reason why it is going to make the interior look different is it going to make it look more bold is it going to be more avant-garde is it going to be too formal Sometimes you require the environment to be very formal. And that is the time you maybe you are going to choose that yellow or the white. So once we know all these things, I think that's when your education becomes complete and you are in control of your profession. And that's what the training will do. Okay, let's go to the next one. 
okay, I'll just start the question then. What kind of a curtain drape heading would you design for the windows in the given interior? Please notice the windows, notice the furniture and the environment and make a choice about the curtain on the next slide. So the curtain drapes are given as pinch pleat. You also have eyelet pleat and you have box pleat. Make your choice, which one would go well in the interior? This is a tough one, I think, Lily. Um, because not many of us are so sure about which one is correct. So I'm going to Definitely, wait for your answer. Yeah. There is a styling aspect involved in it. Okay. Uh, okay. Yes, truly. Yes. Okay. I agree with the people being confused in this one. <laughs> Also, some may think that the choice of uh, the fabric, if we have a glamorous mm. fabric, we may uh, make anything look nice. But no, you can, maybe you can, but uh, mostly you would like to, okay, we have the wow, answers. So I think, yes, we are most, uh, oh, we have a very tough competition over here. Absolutely. So yes, the pinch pleat comes to 43%, the box pleat comes to 33%, and the eyelet pleat comes to 25%. Okay, so I think the designers are already there in the audience. Yes, uh, the uh, correct answer is the pinch pleat. So for others, I would like to tell you that why? Why did uh, we say that pinch pleat? Now, pinch pleat is a very formal pleat, and it adds a lot it's you know it adds any classical uh, touch it adds a classical touch to your setting and it's also a very feminine touch uh, touch uh, it has a very feminine touch to its pleats uh, if we compare it to the eyelet pleat the eyelet pleat is a very casual uh, you know uh, pleat it is it has a very casual heading you have the rings it adds a very casual look to the whole space and even the pleats are you know casual so that's why I'm saying they are very informal. Uh, if we have the box beat. Now, the box beat is in close competition. To the, all the people who have chosen the box beat above the pinch beat, I must tell you a box beat is a very masculine beat. Okay, it gives a very masculine touch to the whole uh, composition. You would rather take a, a box beat in a very formal setup, but again, a man's day. Yeah, for a man's done. For a modern setup, but yet formal. Yeah. So that's why uh, out of all those options, the pinch pleat goes the best. Okay, that's wonderful tip for yeah. the youngsters. So yes, now we have this question about project management. Nain ma'am, would you like to go forward with it? Okay, so this, so now besides your understanding and practice of design, you will be required to follow the whole process of managing a project and the designer is expected to be on the site to solve problems on the, at the site, as we say. So there has to be a good understanding of how long the, the, the table or the, the, the actual design takes place on the table. There is a sequence how that Exactly, how long yeah. it takes to be on the site. But within that, there are certain processes which happen earlier and there are the ones which are going to be the last finishing touches. So what you have over here is, what would be the order of execution at the site? Is it wall paneling? 
Is it false ceiling? Or is it installing furniture? Now the answers have been given. And let's see how you imagine the process. So do you think, Lily, there are more answers than one? So yes, this yes, also has uh, an option. We are going yes. to wait. So uh, right now we need to, yes, definitely. We need to understand that there are some uh, situations that are different from the ones that are uh, general. Okay. So we'll soon just, uh, we'll just discuss this. Also, I think if you are good with project management, you can be very efficient, you can be cost effective, and you can be very productive. Okay, there's the answer. So yes. Uh, oh, wow. So the answer is all is just with the students. So yes, it's true. The false ceiling comes before the wall paneling and installing the furniture comes uh, in the end. For those who have uh, chosen the first option, that the wall paneling comes before, before false ceiling and then comes installing furniture, I must tell you that that is an option only 10 to 15% of the times. It is when you have to do, uh, you know, uh, uh, let's say you have to do a, a, a wet cladding, yeah, or something like that. So then the wall paneling comes. Could, could we have the answer? Oh, sorry. So yes, option B comes in uh, when 70 to 80% of the times uh, option A comes in. But option B comes in uh, 10 to 15% of the times. Now, uh, only when you have a uh, cladding like wet cladding or something like that, then option B comes in. But mostly false ceiling comes in after the wall paneling is done. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So, so the, the answer got me confused. <laughs> a lot of times, a lot of time project management is also about common sense. So I can see yes. a lot the viewers over here seem to be very tuned in and yes. uh, I'm sure they're going to make good professionals. So let's go to the next one. This is on the color trends. Uh, I think being sensitive to colors is a very important part of the interior and designers have to be the ones to really be on top of the information about colors and the, yeah. being sensible to it. Now, these colors are, we are talking about sustainability, which is a very big movement, not only in interior design, it's across all design products. And there are certain colors which represent sustainability. And we are going to find out from you what you think. So if sustainability is the trend in 2020, what would be the color trend of the year? So you have classic blue, earthy tones, and tranquil hues. So let's see what most of you think. Mm -hmm. Okay, there you are. Lily, okay. Yes. Should I? Yes. Uh, okay. I just thought. Let me see. Okay. One is that all the color color palette given here are sustainable, and as we progress from year to year, our image of sustainability also changes a bit. Sometimes we are more tuned into the aqua colors because 
the sky and the water is so much more important than generally just the earth and the rustic colors of the earth. And sometimes it's about the mood, which is about tranquility. So in fact, sorry to say, all of them are sustainable colors. The one which is most in trend is right now in tranquil, but you know, next year it could be either of the other two as well. Yes. So you are quite right. The color of the color trend of the year. Yes. So all of the above are feeling cheated, but you have been right. You are right. All three are correct. Okay. So now we are going to look at the questions by you guys. Um, and I believe there are many, many questions regarding the course, regarding about regarding their ability to do the course. So let me dig them out, Lily, and I'm going to also seek your help in answering some of them. Oh, this all disappeared. One minute. Okay, let me just take the questions from the question answer panel. Okay, so here are the questions. Okay, Pauline. So Pauline's asking, do you conduct online classes for beginners? As this would be very useful. So Pauline, let me just say that we our classes nowadays are being done online because of the lockdown situation. We were face to face when we started. And since the end of March, when we all had to shut down, all our classes are being taken online. When we start the next group, which is uh, in June first week, we are going to start online as well. Now, whether the whole course will be online, not at this moment, but I must also inform you that we are going to be launching our short-term programs and we will be looking at conducting some of the short-term uh, the the short program online as well, if they are able to. The reason being because most a lot of these learning, of course, can be done online, but some of them were, were studio practices involved, where feedback of the work is discussed best when the team is together. That is when we miss this face-to-face -face experience. We also like to take our students to the industry, to the markets where we see different kinds of wood, different stones or different building construction material. And on the, on the site experience, that has to be face-to-face. -face. So the whole course, the actual course won't be on online, but short-term programs will plan to be online. Some of them, I can say, not all. Uh, Lily, anything else you think to add on? Yes. So definitely we have some short-term courses also coming up. Uh, if you would like to join them for the basics, and you so can definitely we, join us. Those will be out very soon. Yes, they will be out okay, very soon. There's another question from Swati. Okay. Okay. Is there a course for professional designers who also would like to master marketing skills? Would you like to answer that? Lily? So, uh, 
a, a different course uh, to only uh, master the master skills of uh, to uh, only get them acquainted of course we have this whole course right now maybe you can you know send us an email and uh, we can uh, of course uh, get back to you on a on the list of the short term courses that are starting but yes if you want to uh, you know just do marketing skills i think that before getting into marketing you need to know what you are marketing so yes definitely uh, come join the course and maybe you can also learn about marketing it once you know the course very well all right so i go um, i agree with what lil is saying so so there is a question i can see there is a question from ishita where did it go okay how is color associated with sustainability now ishita uh, color associations basically come naturally uh, mostly people associate green the environmental color you know uh, they uh, talk about it being uh, uh, you know sustainable so of course some people also relate uh, uh, you know the color of earth as sustainable you know but yes there is something that we call that's why we break off into many uh, uh you know uh, uh let's say uh, tributaries of it into uh, earthy tones and uh, uh you know uh, sky colors so yes it becomes something related to nature so that becomes sustainable of course we can also go into uh, how the colors are made now that is a different uh, you know niche in itself that how colors are made uh, last year asian paints had some sustainable colors that they Uh, paints that they came up with using sustainable materials so there are many different aspects that you can reach on but yes only talk about about colors yes green and earthy tones are what we connect to in sustainability so if i may just say in one line yeah. sustainability is like a big umbrella where you yeah. have many aspects right from earth to sky to you know rivers and and flowers so you have many many aspects of sustainability and then different seasons you want to concentrate on one aspect so it may be just the the earth colors and you may want to appreciate all the colors which are in the earth the stones the mountains etc something you may want to look at only the blues of the sky or blues of the rivers etc that's how designers differentiate the way they want to work with colors and this is for the understanding of this is our visual language okay so i have another question here from oh there is somebody called nayan i hope it's not my nayan okay what is the minimum qualification required to undertake the 18 month program course uh, okay so i would say that you need to be a graduate which means you need to have had 3 years of experience or 3 years of studies after your 12th and many times i know that 3 years people might have done 3 years of diploma studies we would consider that as well uh, but we'd like to see where you've done and, and what kind of studies have you done okay the next is does jess JSID provides short post graduation course in interior design. Um yes, we are going to be announcing our short programs very soon and you could probably check out whether those courses suit you as well. Uh I'm going to ask you this Lily, 
Narayan is asking, can beginners in interior design join this program? So definitely, Narayan, uh, beginners in interior design can definitely join this program because we do begin with some basics, as I told you today, and we help you become and gain uh, advanced skills in that. So we uh, definitely would like you to uh, come and also, uh, you know, uh, assess and uh, try to get the zest of what is happening in the institute, so that uh, what, uh, we uh, you get to know that all the uh, course modules that are over here, they will help you understand and master what an interior designer needs to know before getting out into the Wonderful. So while you're on it, there's another question on, will the institute be offering placements at the end of the course? So we definitely offer you an internship. Uh, Jadish Stores has uh, with its, uh, uh, you know, long-term association uh, with the architects and interior designers in the field. They have uh, come up with a lot of, uh, uh, you know, uh, they have come up with open hands to us and uh, they want to, except, uh, uh, you know, interns from uh, our college and uh, we will be placing you as an intern. Yes, it is up to you. After the six months, uh, you can turn it into a placement. So I can also add on over here to say that internship is a period where you will experience the real industry, but you are still an intern. During that time, the either you work in a in a in a way that aligns you with the working of the office and if it suits both of you then you can be placed in that uh, in that office or we will have a placement program beyond that but a lot depends on your portfolio at the end of the year so those who come in must must ensure that your portfolio is you know substantial enough creative enough and uh, adheres to all the technical requirements and creative requirements because that is what the industry is looking out for for you to be to have a chance in the placements and that of course will be the effort from both yourself and the college can interior design be learned online lily would you like to go at that please so definitely <laughs> question um, uh, okay so whoever it is so before corona virus uh, uh, you know we were also uh, in a belief that uh, studio classes at least cannot be conducted online but yes uh, with this on our heads we have come to an understanding that we have uh, you know uh, been successful in uh, getting us uh, the studio classes and getting the momentum in the studio classes and uh, students are performing well uh, in our the, of the present batch they are uh, you know they have been we are even taking freehand sketching classes we have a setup our faculty has a setup uh, in which uh, one of the uh, you know uh, screens is uh, on their uh, you know copy and uh, you know sketchbook and uh, the other screen is on them and they answer questions the sessions in fact uh, earlier people would think you know they would only last for uh, one hours, but you won't believe it. The sessions last from nine uh, nine to one. We have almost four hours uh, for which the sessions go on. We have a lot of discussions since design studio is all about what a student comes up with the different iterations, and we answer them. We we have a good discussion on the work. So yes, studio does work. So yes, interior design can definitely be taught. 
I would just say one line that jaha chai wa rai. So yes, if you want to learn, you can definitely learn it online as well. I I have a little um, uh, a slightly different point of view. You can the face to face classes are actually teaches you how to work together, how to take feedback and improvise immediately, and how to really look at each other's work to align it together. And these are practices which work best. and people are together it works more efficiently when you are together it works faster it is more productive so with online there yes, are there are many many issues which we are facing but these are also the early days so we really can't say how well it will be in fact as soon as our lockdown opens up we are attempting to get back to face to face classes and we would think that Uh, i would invite all of you to come to the school to the college and to meet up with the students and to see the kind of work that is happening i have many more questions i shouldn't waste time on just talking about one so lily there's one other projects that are part of the courses live projects are these live so please help us understand that so yes the design briefs as uh, nina mentioned uh, we have mentors from the field working in to give you the practical uh, you know uh feedback for your designs and they share with you uh the uh, they share with you a live project they share with you the li- a live project that you have uh, they have with them and they uh, you know uh, bring it on to you and uh, yes it is a live brief it is a live brief and okay. Uh, they okay. take back a lot from us too okay i okay i'm going to move on to the next questions um Deepika is asking, "How should colors be selected for a room, and how can one bring in different colors for different elements, like you suggested?" Two questions: Should should pop up color should pop pop color be in one object only, or accent colors? Do you mean accent colors, or can we incorporate it in more objects? So, yes, if you have a vibrant color. do you want it to be in more objects do you want to reiterate the 60 30 10 principle again so that it becomes a little more understood by the participants lily so yes yes so um um i didn't get the name deepika deepika so if you add uh, you know the pop up accent colors in more than 10 you know if it becomes more than 10% of your whole composition it would not remain balanced so that's why i would like to repeat that you do stick to the 60 30 10 rule the 60 should be the dominant color in the whole composition the 30 becomes the secondary color and 10 should be the pop up color so try not to make a lot of pop up then you know it will end up becoming the secondary or primary and then you will have two colors you know fighting for that role of secondary so yes uh, do try to keep it balanced we do go back to the principles of design which state that harmony balance and unity are important so do uh, when you will come to jsid we will tell you that there needs to be a balance that should be maintained the other thing i'll add on to how do you select colors so you need to look at the 60% of the color being more neutral which means it has it has toned down quality it it is blended into the background so really really low profile because you want your room to be 
giving you a more more serene look so that's 60% you can have the next 30% being slightly more brighter but that in between intensity okay and your 10% can be that intensified saturated color but how do you select that you can either select it by having it from the same family so if you have reds you can if you have a very toned down red which means mixed with black and white you can have a bright red as an accent but that is from the same family or you can decide to have it from the opposite color from the opposites in the color wheel which is called the complementary color that is the reason you need to uh, understand this color theory then you will be able to differentiate complementary colors very very fast and which most of us normally uh, you know innately say we select the opposite colors very fast because we know it but if you knew the theory better you'll be able to do a more conscious choice okay now there's a question on vastu i think that's really interesting is vastu part of the 18 months program and are we sort of moving out just one minute sorry uh, how in, how important is it to have an understanding of vastu So, so uh, yes, uh, so Vastu is not for now. Uh, yeah, Vastu is not for now a part of uh, the eighteen uh, month course. But yes, um, no, it is. No, but we are, we are yeah, offering. Uh, we are coming up short term courses in it. We are coming up with short term courses in it, and uh, there is also uh, yes. Uh, nowadays, a lot of clients uh, are asking for Vastu. uh you have a lot of uh, clients even uh, not only opting up for it in residential but also in their uh, retail spaces um it is getting somehow important but again you have these niche clients who only opt for it there are many other clients who are on a different line of thought only so yes um okay is there so something I'm you would like to add ma'am yes um as i said vastu we will be offering it in the short term programs you may like to look at that when we launch it yeah short term uh, is there any executive course module which can be done online distance as mentioned earlier we are going to launch short term programs some of them will be online the others will be face to face because the requirement of the program require you know in wanting getting the students to actually feel touch and be able to discuss one to one so those those things are also very important part of the practice of interior design so you will get that you'll get to know that also do you have a course that just focuses on materials for people with background in architecture um we have a we have a collection of short term programs which we are again as i mentioned we are going to uh, announce very soon i think there is a bit on material so we'll let you know about that as well uh, there is a question on do you offer fashion or textile design course whoever is asking this we are in the process of launching another parallel discipline so if interior design is a discipline we are launching another parallel discipline and we will announce it to you again in a few months time after the short term has been launched so once we launch a short term i think in another few months we are going to announce the next discipline that we are launching um how much guidance 
will be received from faculty and mentors with regard to learning software during the course lily can you answer this so yes uh, apart from the faculty that will be teaching you the softwares there will be also in house faculties and you can reach to them reach out to them of course now is a time of uh, uh, you know the whatsapp Uh, you can reach out to us on whatsapp as well as we will be there in the campus uh, you can reach out to us there'll be a lab there's already a lab which is fully equipped with all the softwares and you can definitely okay yeah i would uh, there's a, there's a last question how can we keep up uh, keep us updated with the trends in color material and other elements in the interior design so would you like to answer that i mean uh, how do the professionals or the young designers how do they keep updated what do they refer to so yes it is uh, you should refer to the wgsn trends uh, they take out uh, interior design and fashion trends each year you should be acquainted with them you should also uh, you know look out for the color trends that uh, are uh, you know there in the uh, india design id uh, that just happened you so asian color uh, you know they work for a whole year and they come out with color trends of the year so you should be acquainted with them so yes uh, definitely you should go and uh, look for a, a subscription of the wgsn trends okay thank you very much lily this has been uh, okay i think i'm sure the participants have understood what all they would be undertaking in, if they were to look at joining the course so uh, just to summarize very quickly today uh, the webinar session covered information about the jsid program itself what is to be learned in that program and how they will be learning because i think the how part is a very very important element of the uh, the particular course that is the one and a half year interior program that we are talking about we also uh, understood through the quiz the elements of styling small things like uh, colors and furniture styles and how they sort of um, they come together coordinate very well and what makes up an interior so these are just very these are the surface things that we are exposing to you as we go ahead there are many more important things to be learned and of course ultimately that project management is a very important part of it the commercials of learning of the project are an important part of learning as well so while we wind up today i would, I would like to add we have an external faculty for project management uh, a senior faculty working in for project okay. management as well all right yeah so thank you very much and while we wind up for today i would request all of you to please answer the poll question would you like to uh, apply to the jsid program and if you do you if and you have any more questions or you need any clarifications you are most welcome please send us those uh, we will be happy to answer them for you so thank you very much uh, we have oh by the way i must quickly announce this this program uh, is has been brought about by discover design this is a, a session devised by jsid to inform participants of the why's what's and hows of design 
and we are in in this sessions this is held every thursday from 4 to 5 and you are going to be exposed to various understanding of design whether it is interior and space and beyond that we are going to be managing other design areas such as products and interiors or communication technology and so forth so please tune in on thursday 4 to 5 and we look forward to talking to you meeting you um, and hearing from you also following the session there will be a survey i request you all to please fill in the survey as well so bye bye and thank you very much